Hey friends, Jacqueline here. Based on all the amazing things we are seeing happen online, we are predicting this is going to be one of the busiest seasons for e-commerce ever. Are you ready for it? No matter what stage of business you're in, the one thing we do know is you need to show up and create content that actually matters to your customers during this 2020 holiday season. But wait, you may be thinking, sounds great, but what do I actually say to them without being salesy? Don't worry, friends. We've got you covered this holiday season. Introducing 101 plus content ideas beyond the discount 2020 edition, a bundle of tools, prompts, and video training that helps you create content this holiday season to reach out to your customers beyond just offering discounts, which is uber important to having a profitable Q4. This is created specifically for you to use during this 2020 holiday season. So what's included? 101 plus content prompts to be used on social media, emails, and in live videos. Three months of edible calendars filled with daily content ideas for marketing in 2020 quarter four. Monthly checklists for 2020 holidays to inspire content and calendar prompts. Five holiday plug and play scripts that will help you show up easily on video to stand out from the big guys. And this is one of our favorites, the easiest way to have a 12 days of holiday sales or a cyber month sales worksheet plus video trainings and so much more. If you want to check it out, make sure to grab 101 content ideas beyond the holiday discount 2020 holiday edition. We wanted to make this holiday season as sweet as pumpkin pie that we are practically giving this away. Head to holidaycontentideas.com right now. And let's make this your most profitable holiday season ever. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everybody, Jacqueline and Mina here, your co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast. Today, we will be sharing a conversation we had with a fellow female founder. You see, we believe women helping women is what the world needs more of. Introducing our female founder episodes, where we interview fellow female entrepreneurs and highlight their small business. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on product businesses to encourage our community to support each other, learn from each other, buy from each other, and lift each other up. So let's jump in. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley. We are so excited to have Ashley Jackson of Ever After Baby on our Female Founders podcast today. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. We're honored to have you. And we're really excited to talk to you today about how you've been navigating children's products because there are so many questions that we have about that. And also that you manufacture or you you source a lot overseas. You manufacture in the States as well as sourcing overseas. So I think there's so many amazing things we can talk about in here that are going to be informative to our listeners. So are you ready to jump in? Yes. Awesome. So tell our listeners just a little bit about Ever After Baby. What do you make? What do you sell? 
So I create um, unique baby products that bring more ease, more joy, and a touch of fairy tale magic to babyhood for moms and dads, um, kind of focusing on um, new parents, but also parents who are just looking for something a little bit more innovative, more beautiful, and a little bit more unique. And what are, is it, do you sell them individually? Because I know you sell boxes. So we've, mm-hmm. we've purchased boxes from you. So tell us yes. a little bit more about that. So we have everything you can purchase on our website or Shopify or Amazon. You can purchase you um, the individual items, but we also have kind of our own curated boxes, but they're all with our own products. So all of our products are original. There's a few items um, that we have um, chosen to include in the boxes, but it's all under our own brand. I see. So it's, it's, it's bundles then when, when, if you want to wrap your mind around it some other way of you're providing the bundles of your products that make it easier for them to decide if they want to buy it or not. Yes. So many people are gifting for baby showers that, and especially right now during um, COVID and everything, it's really nice for people to be able to pick out a preset gift and it arrives in our branded box. Which is exactly what we did because we had somebody have a baby and we just, we wanted a, we wanted something more than just kind of piecing things together. And we didn't have the opportunity to go somewhere and purchase it and especially shipping. So your product and your bundle and your gift box was a solution to a problem that we had, which I'm sure so many other people also need, they need that gift. Mm -hmm. So your background, Ashley, right now, are you a full-time product boss? Uh, I would say I'm about 90% focused on, on my business. I do still have, um, I have a website and graphic design background. So I do still have some clients that I help out with, um, over there. And so, but it is my own company. So I am full time (laughs) self-employed. Amazing. Did you design So when you, if you take a look and click on the link in the show notes for, to see, um, ever after babies products, but you have an adorable dragon stuffed animal, and there's a lot of, uh, graphics on the burp cloths and the bibs that, um, that are themed to this whole ever after theme. So are you the designer of all of that? Yes. Yes. So all of the prints, um, we have custom made just for us. So I, that's actually one of the ways in which I do source my products overseas is I have a manufacturer over there that prints my designs on the fabric that I choose. So we use a a kind of a signature um, kind of fabric and they digitally print which is a little bit more eco-friendly, which was something I kind of liked. And they digitally print the the fabric. They send the fabric to us and then we construct um, um, from that. So for example, like our bibs. So I design the, fa- the, the print and then they arrive and then I end up making the bib from the fabric that they send. So cute. So it's, it comes sewn or you... No, no, no. Yeah. No, it comes it's just in the big fabric. Bolts. Yeah. Okay. Big bolts of fabric. And so then, yeah, all the constructions done in house, um, by me <laughs> and, and my mom, my mom is also part of my, um, she and I worked together to originally kind of design the little, the little dragon and the original kind of, um, burp cloth design. So cute. Yeah. So let's talk about sourcing overseas. So starting back, you know, a couple of years ago when you were thinking about doing this product, um, or this this line, were you looking to do things domestically and you couldn't find them and you went overseas or were you always sort of planning on sourcing overseas? Uh, No, I was looking domestically. I did um, connect with a manufacturer here um, in the States um, on the East coast. And 
there was a lot of um, promise, a lot of hand-holding, and was going to help us really kind of develop this. And it was an eye-opening experience because really it all depends on you and your design. And so if you send over something to get feedback, that's really like they're going to do exactly what you send. So it was it was a learning process at figuring out that you kind of want to get all of your ducks lined up on what you want and then have very specific questions um, and really asking um, what is going to be included in their services, uh, are what kind of reorder times, what kind of actual turnaround times for getting prototypes. It was, it was definitely, um, I was thankful to have somebody here stateside because I was really worried about going overseas and was there going to be a language barrier or or issues with the time difference, and and I didn't know um, also about how the the cultural was I expected to to bargain. I wasn't sure about all of that, so I learned mm -hmm. a lot through that process. And from there, I've done everything direct. Um, so myself. you so you had a sourcing like a sourcing agent that sort yes. of connected you with the factories and helped you sort of yes. communicate and get the whole thing started. And then yes. now you're saying you're working sort of independently now directly yes. with the factories. Amazing. Yes. So you mm -hmm. did the fabric printing there. So you sourced the materials mm -hmm. in the fabric printing. And then is the little stuffed animal made there as well? Yes. Yeah, so it's um, it's made and then it is actually stuffed in the United States. Oh, so wow. it's kind of a hybrid. Um, mm. So it's much much cheaper um, with freight and everything to have it sent over without the like cotton deflated. Stuffing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deflated. The skins. <laughs> um, they get sent over and then they are stuffed over here, kind of, you know, final, final sewn up and, and sent to us. So amazing. But so, the safe, safety testing takes place over there while they're producing the actual item so that they can start testing while they're producing, which is really helpful then to have a whole bunch of stuff produced and then you have it tested and it doesn't work. <laughs> right. So let's, so. let's talk about that then. So when you are starting doing a, a baby product line, especially like wearable products, uh, baby toys, that sort of thing, there's a lot mm -hmm. of standards that we have. This happened a few years back when the whole lead testing issue had happened, um, mm -hmm. or there was lead in baby, in kids products. Yeah. And so the U S really locked in on that. So for yeah. you, so when you source these overseas manufacturers, did you, did the middleman, the middleman help you yeah. with the idea, like figuring out what you needed to do to test the products to be, um, yes and no. Okay. Um, what was kind of tricky is so like for, for my, my burp cloth, um, I have this little loop right here mm. and, and it's elastic, but it's not large enough. So it can't go over like baby's head or anything like that. But we had an issue about, we wanted it sewn in. And they just wanted to just connect it, the elastic, and have it slide. And so there is a point where it it did kind of meet requirements, but we're, we wanted to go beyond. So it is important to kind of know, like I, I say, you've got to do some of your research ahead of time, see what other people are doing. If other people are are putting knots in the, the teethers, you better put knots in the teethers too. You know, I mean, like th there are some little ways that you might think, oh, I want to shortcut this. But if everybody else is doing it, and especially the big guys, I mean, what you see at Target and what you see it at, at Bye Bye Baby, those people have definitely gone through the steps. So if they're doing it to a higher safety standard, like I just sort of tried to emulate and go, okay, I'm going to start off in that zone so that I didn't have any major problems Um 
when they went through the safety testing, I went a step further and said I wanted stuff sewn in and I wanted embroidery rather than the stick on eyes. You know, I mean, there was little things like that that you definitely, you know, look at what another because I'm making products that are from zero to and up, mm-hmm. whereas other people will make kids products that's for three and up. Well, there's a choking hazard difference for the first <laughs> three years yeah. and the after. So, you know, I, I really did a lot of looking at what other people were doing who have the money to do major research. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and keyword keyword is research, right? That is yeah. researching the industry and researching your competitors and researching, you know, what's already out there available to you so you can take the proper steps. And I think that that's um, what oftentimes people ask us, you know, how do I do this? Well, the step one in all of that is always research the, you know, the heck out of it, you yeah. know, whatever you can do. And that um, it will prevent you from even putting money into a product that maybe there's not room in the industry, or maybe they've done it this way and figured out that was the wrong way. So I love that you did that and super yeah. smart. Right. The compliance, I think that's a big thing. And, and it also depends on the products you're making. So you have multiple types of products. You've got wearable yeah. products, you've got toys. And so then the other idea then when you said about um, the safety standards being done overseas, it's true. So in apparel, for example, when I do kids apparel with uh, Clitty Lanes, you can, you can, when you get to the States, if you have it all, you can send it for your own independent testing. Mm-hmm. Right. And they can tell you like, if there's lead and this and the other, but the way that you're, and this is not legal. So nobody quote me on this and mm-hmm. she's not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. This is just me saying mm-hmm. it off through this podcast. Um, but the other way is that if the components that put together the product mm-hmm. are independently tested by the, the manufacturer. So if the material is tested, if you're using zippers and those have already been lead tested and you can track it all, then you know, you've done your due diligence on the product coming together. So by you doing that overseas and, and the standards that are being met, because I think that's the hardest part with, um, children's products too, is that the tracking of it all, like knowing the origin of it and then being able to track it because there is all the the whole safety thing about it. So did you figure it out on your own? Also documenting, like I I have like a whole folder on my computer. That's like my legal (laughs) my legal certification <laughs> folder. And so when I, but she's up, not a lawyer either, no. <laughs> but if you were to ask me a question, <laughs> I probably could answer it. <laughs> um, but I, I basically wanted to make sure that I had it. I also wanted, I was developing a new product. And so I was worried about, was this going to be something that somebody else picked up and went with, or was China going to just start producing it over there because it doesn't, you know, was I trademarked, all that kind of stuff. So I really have a folder that tracks when I developed things, how I developed it, you know, for going through the process of trademarking and whether it is truly something that can be registered, you know, all of that stuff. So I definitely mm-hmm. promote the idea of like, have a folder, take notes, even if it's like a little, you know, quick word document on what you did and what you learned um, to just track so that if you had to go back, you have, um, proof of all of that. Oh my gosh. Did you do it on your own? Like did for, for the compliance, for the trademark, for the lead testing, for learning about all things that go into children's manufacturing, did you just research it on your own or did you end up, did you hire other people for that as well? Um, I did. I mean, I took what I learned from this, the person who was kind of the middleman person and he had a lot of experience, um, with the manufacturing and kids toys. And he was really a toy production company. So I went with somebody, even though they produced um, our Dribble Shield Burp Cloths, 
they were really a toy manufacturer, but I knew that was where I needed safety testing. So I yes. picked um, a producer, a manufacturer that knew safety testing for kids products. You know, that was my number one. Um, whereas I could have probably gone with more of a clothing or um, fabric manufacturer for just the, the burp cloth. It wouldn't have been as critical, but I wanted everything safety tested together. So, and I think that's a key, key point here. It's like you, you went for an expert in the very beginning that knew more than you did. And that did, it crossed yeah. over. So the idea of the toy expert yeah. Um, that could then help you get started in the right way. And now you're a perfect example of someone who's taken it over and you're, you're doing it all yourself, but you learn yeah. when people hire coaches or they hire, oh, yeah. um, experts like middlemen, things like that. It's a shortcut or short. Yeah. Like to shortcut the learning curve and to get things done quicker versus mm-hmm. you going through this and, and not even thinking about safety testing. And then all of a sudden one day being like, Oh wait, I was supposed to do <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also want to highlight something else that Ashley did and that we should all take away from this conversation as well. Create a three ring binder and put <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> Print off every yeah. manufacturer you talk to and make notes of the number mm-hmm. one question. Do they have mm-hmm. safety testing? And just write that down. And then yeah. rate, you know, do you like them? So you can at a glance, flip through that binder, know what you learned and rate them as to how much you like them. And who knows what happens in the process. It could be like, you really like their personality or you re- liked working with, a, you know, this particular um, agent or whatever, right? So, um, or customer service rep or whatever it ends up being, or this one has more expensive zippers, let's say, but they have better whatever. So I think that's really important is that you need something physical in this process of being coming a product boss. So then that way you can see, oh, I'm comparing manufacturers and I have a trackable binder that I can flip through and look at. So I love that, Ashley. Yes. I'm also a big spreadsheet fan, (laughs) you know, tracked in my spreadsheets as well, but it really, it really is a smaller world. I mean, I know people talk about Alibaba and it's so huge, but when you get into the manufacturers in your product line, kind of, it really is a smaller world. So I have a close relationship with my fabric printer. Um, You know, she responds to me ASAP. She's really on the ball. When I was deciding to kind of move forward and we we had our little teaser made and this was like my design and I was working with the per you know they just threw it out there like do you want to try and do something more custom we see that you kind of have some different products do you want to try something so there really is it is closer knit than I ever expected it was going to be they really don't necessarily just look at you as like a number on Alibaba it's just you know just that somebody over in in America, like there really is a close, um, camaraderie and they can really be allies for your business. Mm -hmm. Great point. And when you were sourcing with them, did you ask them to send samples prior to moving forward with something more custom? Um, on certain things. So I definitely got samples, um, for the, the burp cloth and the safety testing, because we were really going in kind of brand new, like we didn't know what kind of cloth they had. And it was really hard because it's such a touchy feely kind of, product. Um, for the, the silicone teether, I was so just dazzled by, um, their computer renderings and their pictures and the colors were a little bit different. I will point out like colors over here and colors, um, they'll give you like the big, um, like Pantone color sheet. 
it is still always going to be a little bit different because our monitors are all different and our color, you know, Mm -hmm. language is a little bit different. Um, So I definitely promote getting, um, getting a sample. If you can afford to have them FedEx or, you know, DHL a sample over, it's just going to save you a lot. (laughs) And I'll even reference to that because I I deal with that a lot in apparel and whatnot is I've paid the $800 for a Pantone book. Like I have, you can probably find one on eBay for a hundred bucks. (laughs) So it's worth the investment. So if you you are doing things like this and it's Mm -hmm. outsourcing, this is a big thing when it comes to prints, you're doing a lot of printed materials that if you don't give them the color, to match mm-hmm. the color will be whatever color they interpret. Like you said, screen, yep. whatever yep. they pick up on theirs. And, and even the pigment, when it prints out, they're like, yeah, good enough because you yeah. didn't give them an actual Pantone chip. Yeah. So, I yep. mean, you know, also from a graphic design background, the two of you deal in that all the time. <laughs> I mean, um, everybody's screen is different. So, yeah. so that yeah. commercial printing. Mm-hmm. So if you can't afford the Pantone book, I would say anything that's like a color chip that you could get from Home Depot that you like and you cut it and it's not Pantone, but they actually get a reference piece mm-hmm. and if you, you mail can, it to them though. If oh, yeah. they can get a no, sample of fabric, yeah. anything exact, then yeah. at least they have something to reference to. So that's just a really big, that's like a mm-hmm. coaching color. Yeah. Right. From Jacqueline. Yeah. <laughs> that should but be on everybody's sample, wish list. Yeah. Samples of things can help catch, um, you know, I see sometimes people are wanting to like have something, you know, I want, I want to order a thousand of something I would pay for the overnight or whatever, yes. two day shipping from China and get it. It's better to pay for that than have a thousand of something that's incorrect. Yeah. In your house. Color. Yeah. And a slightly wrong color that you're like, Oh, it was kind of what I wanted. Yeah. But, but it doesn't know. match the dragon stuffy. So what's the point? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great point. So yeah, that's a really yeah. good tip for all of you, whether you're working overseas, or you're working with someone somewhere else, like whenever you can give a reference sample or you can check a sample, mm-hmm. it's super important if you're not the physical maker. So I know a lot of you are makers. And then when you start to scale it, if you're going to give other people stuff to do, or you do start to work with a manufacturer, there's a lot more like checks and balances between yeah. it all and instruction and follow through. Yeah. So um, that's a great, great, great point. So how are you doing right now? Let's do like a quick check-in. So um, it's COVID times. It's the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> if if anybody's, forgotten, the future, anybody's forgotten. I don't know. Maybe I'm like to all of you listen in 2023. Hopefully you like, you're like, oh yeah, I remember those days. Um, yeah. But tell us a little bit. You're a student in multi-shoe machine, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. What, what are you, what is, what is ever after baby looking like right now? Like where, what, how, what have you seen this year in growth for your business? Um, I'm super excited because business has been awesome this year and I was not expecting it to be. <laughs> um, I kind of came off of last year. I really kind of changed my tactics. I was doing kind of in-person shows. I didn't really like it. I am more of an introvert. So I really would come off of a weekend of, of working at a show and I'd be exhausted and so I really changed my tactics. I got my my business on Shopify. I started integrating with the different reviews and some um, some other things. And and it just made life a lot easier last year. And so I kind of made the decision I wasn't going to do any Christmas shows. Um, I was just going to spend time with my kids and enjoy the holidays. And it like just kind of kept going. It just ramped up. And I just I had an awesome year. It's been my best. 
Um, so far, my third quarter is already um, at the same level. It's, it's uh, um, approaching going over my second quarter. So I'm really kind of trying to think about how the holidays and how to plan that out. So I've enjoyed, I did rock your holidays promotions and just trying to think, you know, try and get things ahead of schedule to, to keep riding the wave, you know. People are doing a lot of virtual baby showers, so I'm doing a lot of virtual baby boxes, or not virtual baby boxes, but actual baby boxes. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a little nervous about shipping right now. I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed. Um, and I do offer free shipping, so that's always been a tricky thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I do make it kind of priority shipping anyway. So I just am hoping that everything keeps going well. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's amazing, right? Unprecedented yeah. sales in unprecedented times. Time. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when, when the pandemic hit and there was somebody else that was making kids products and they were like, should I just stop? Or should I yeah. not launch it? And I yeah. remember saying like, oh my God, parents are home and all they need right now are more things <laughs> for their kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the idea too, is like that sweet, you know, the I just threw a virtual baby shower for my sister and it was so hard to recreate some of the things that you would have, right? Like yeah. people mm-hmm. who bring the bundle, the diaper bundle stacked cakes, or when you, yeah. when you bring one of those really beautiful, like wrapped gift, whatever's, cause you can't really ship that. Right. So your people yeah. are just shipping like, oh, order her crib on her registry and it gets shipped in the box and it's not wrapped yeah. and there's nothing beautiful about it. So yeah. I think what you're doing right now is just that it really is going to help people it really helps people surprise and delight mm-hmm. the, the gift receiver, especially when it's a time of baby and it's, and it's put together so beautifully. So it's definitely like it's, it's hitting and I, and I don't see people going backwards either. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's a new thing that people are like, Oh, I can buy actual, like put together gift bundles and boxes and then deliver this or, or purchase it and bring it over. And I don't have to worry about going to, I remember I'd go to like, world market and try and make my own box mm-hmm. while well, yeah. you're solving that for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, also the reason why we bought a box from you recently was because one it was one of the one, the box we were talking about before is one of our masterminders. So it was a client gift. And I think that that's what people are realizing too. Even the people that are in during this time of pandemic, they're sending this to their clients because they need to yeah. revisit those relationships that they have with all those people. Yeah. And so um, I think that that just makes it so much more easy because it does become this beautiful experience, like what Jacqueline was saying. Yeah, we really kind of look at things as like we're delivering a little magic to someone's doorstep. Mm-hmm. And so because we kind of have a fairy tale theme. And so we're really mm-hmm. trying to to just push that out there that we are trying to deliver a, a fun experience for, for moms and dads. So do you have a board book? We do. You do. So um, we have several, actually, we have now, I think. And where are those, are those made overseas as well? Um, actually, yes, but they're made in small batches. So yeah. um, I wanted to do a book. I wanted to do a book that matched my little, you know, my little guy. And, um, and so when I was trying to do that, it was really hard. You had to get like 500 and I couldn't afford to do 500. So um, I basically found a, a manufacturer that is in, I think this one's in Japan and they make them, they're like photo books, but they're really high end. They're handmade and they're just really, really interesting. So I, I have my small batches made. So I think I have a total of seven or eight books now. I love mm-hmm. that. So. That's awesome. Does he have a name? What's the dragon's name? Oh, the dragon. So the purple dragon is, um, is bliss and the teal dragon is blaze. Oh, so, blaze. So cool. Yeah. 
So we actually, we just kind of changed things up um, for our books. So now we really don't refer to them as like him and her kind of thing, because mm-hmm. so many people are buying the um, the teal dragon for like gender surprise kind of situations or just people mm-hmm. wanting to buy, a, you know, teal instead of purple with um, for, for the little girls. So, right. Right. Uh-huh. Gender neutral. Yeah. So what's awesome. to come? What's next forever after baby? Um, well, uh, we're, we are trying to release some more prints. Um, I would eventually like to get, um, like to get more either similar colors or different plushes, different things like that made, but we are definitely doing prints and kind of some holiday, um, fun stuff for, for Christmas and, and the end of the year. So, Amazing. and yeah. more books eventually. I mean, I've got lots of ideas. I have no shortage of things that I try and not, um, get too distracted. Like when you talk about that, like shiny. Yes. I would say you could definitely um, get too much. So I have a lot of stuff in my back pocket, but um, I try to just kind of focus on what's doing well right now. I love it. I love that you're focusing on what's doing well. And those characters are so super cute. And I think that one thing that you could really heavily lean into is the fact that people are having babies, even though it's still quarantine times, you know, so this virtual baby shower, like Jacqueline said, it's not going to go away. And, um, you know, they probably would be more than happy with the products that you already have on hand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I only have like the my best sellers and my boxes are like on Etsy. So I really mm-hmm. kind of got it focused down so that I know that I'm selling where I need to be selling and where it's doing well. Oh, yeah. sounds like you've been listening to the podcast. All right. <laughs> Student of ours. The podcast, multi-screen machine, <laughs> seller secrets. I've Sell got, where I've your customers are. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So you're having the best year ever. Yes. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for being on with us today. It was so enlightening. Would you mind sharing with our listeners how they can support you, buy from you, and share you? Um, sh- certainly. Uh, so our website is everafterbaby.com. You can also visit us on Facebook uh, or on Instagram. On Instagram, you'll definitely see our link in bio, which takes you to our Etsy shop and our Amazon um, shop where you can get some of our bestsellers. But yeah, everafterbaby.com. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Hey friends, Jacqueline here. Based on all the amazing things we are seeing happen online, we are predicting this is going to be one of the busiest seasons for e-commerce ever. Are you ready for it? No matter what stage of business you're in, the one thing we do know is you need to show up and create content that actually matters to your customers during this 2020 holiday season. But wait, you may be thinking, sounds great, but what do I actually say to them without being salesy? Don't worry, friends, we've got you covered this holiday season. Introducing 101 plus content ideas beyond the discount 2020 edition, a bundle of tools, prompts, and video training that helps you create content this holiday season to reach out to your customers beyond just offering discounts, which is uber important to having a profitable Q4. This is created specifically for you to use during this 2020 holiday season. So what's included? 101 plus content prompts to be used on social media, emails, and in live videos. Three months of edible calendars filled with daily content ideas for marketing in 2020 quarter four. Monthly checklists for 2020 holidays to inspire content and calendar prompts five holiday plug and play scripts that will help you show up easily on video to stand out from the big guys 
And this is one of our favorites. The easiest way to have a 12 days of holiday sales or a cyber month sales worksheet, plus video trainings and so much more. If you want to check it out, make sure to grab 101 content ideas beyond the holiday discount 2020 holiday edition. We wanted to make this holiday season as sweet as pumpkin pie that we are practically giving this away. Head to holidaycontentideas.com right now. And let's make this your most profitable holiday season ever.